This episode brought to you by... It's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Hey MMD, it's Jason here for a Thanksgiving Crossfire Garbage Cast Conversation. That is right, it is Thursday, it is November the 22nd, 2018, and my oldest daughter is driving me across town. Say hello, Sarah. Hi. You were supposed to say hello, Sarah. Like George Burns and Gracie Allen, he would say, say hello, Gracie, or say goodnight, Gracie, she would say goodnight, Gracie. So let's do it again. Say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. See, there you go. So we're a comedy team. We're going on tour. We'll be up in your neck of the woods probably in January, February on tour. All the small places, chuckles, laughs, giggles, all those nightclubs just get ready for us. So it's Thanksgiving. It's sunny. It was a little chilly early, but it's not cold like it is up where you are. It's, It's actually quite pleasant now. I put on a big heavy coat, came outside. It's not bad at all. So it's not going to be 72 degrees, which is the record high for today. And that was like three years ago, 2015. It was 72 degrees on Thanksgiving. We were all in short sleeve shirts and shorts. Had on tanning lotion. It was great. But it's going to be a nice day. So it is 10... I don't know what time it is. What time is it right now? 10.07 a.m. And we are heading to the in-laws to take a pie. And what else are we taking? Watergate salad. Watergate salad in honor of I don't know President Nixon. Oh. You always have Watergate salad in honor of President Nixon. Uh, what else are we taking? A blow up turkey. I'm taking a blow up six foot tall turkey. Normally it would be in our front yard, but since I'm trying to pare down our outside decorations starting this year, because we're all getting old, I'm going gray. Am I going gray headed? Yeah, I'm going gray-headed, and we're all getting older, and it's just it's a hassle putting up a bunch of inflatables and fighting the weather and the wind and trying to keep them up for, you know, 30 days around Christmas. So yesterday we put out a tiny three-foot inflatable turkey. That's all we have out for Thanksgiving. And we're taking our six-foot turkey over to the in-laws where the big Thanksgiving shabam happens. That's where the whole family shows up. It's going to be a hoot. Turkey and dressing and all that stuff. And there'll be a gigantic six-foot inflatable turkey inviting people in. Then you have to go up and you have to, like, you know, put your hand on the turkey's forehead for good luck. And, you know, it's a big deal. So all that will be happening today. Uh, What else do we have back there? Is that it? Yeah. Inflatable turkey, the President Nixon salad, and then the pecan pie. That's right. There's a pecan pie that was made this morning. I read out the directions, so I have a part in that. I I read the ingredients off of my iPad. This is how you make the pie. My wife made the pie. I did nothing, but I did read the directions, so I can tell people that I was involved in the creation of the pie. What is your favorite uh, piece of Thanksgiving dinner, Sarah? Um, turkey. She likes the turkey? What would you like to drink with that? 
lemonade. <laughs> Turkey and lemonade, folks. That's uh, that's how the pilgrims did it many years ago when they came over. They had a bunch of lemons with them and, and turkeys, and they had turkey and lemonade for Thanksgiving dinner. Last night, of course, was the annual airing of, not grievances, that happens at Festivus. We'll talk about that on our Festivus podcast. Last night was the annual airing of the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. And, of course, what happens at Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Woodstock at the end eats turkey, making Woodstock a cannibal. Now, some people want to say, well, what kind of bird really is Woodstock? And they try to defend it that way, but it's a cartoon bird eating another cartoon bird. So, to me, that is definitely a parallel into cannibalism. Sarah, what do you think? I think so. She thinks so. So, I mean, it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. And then at the end, in a real nasty, gross horrifying visual they break the wishbone now of course when snoopy hands woodstock the wishbone woodstock does cringe briefly like why am i doing this but then peer pressure and the fact that woodstock i mean snoopy if snoopy is going to eat a turkey what, what prevents snoopy from roasting woodstock what do you think you think it's too small well that's true so maybe because woodstock is such a small mule Snoopy has to eat a much bigger bird because Snoopy does have an appetite being a beagle and everything. So, good point, good point. That's the safety, that is the safety of Snoopy. Now we have a whole new outrage. I saw on Twitter this morning, and that's why you don't go to Twitter, people upset because Franklin sits on one side of the table and all the other kids sit on the other side of the table and they think that that is racist. Franklin is sitting by himself on one side of the table. Now, if you watch Snoopy, if you watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, if you know the history behind a Charlie Brown Christmas, these things had, like, no budget. And the people who are sitting on one side of the table all interact in, like, pairs of two in different little scenes. So I'm thinking it was just cheaper to have the people who are interacting the most sit on one side of the table. Nobody brings up the fact that Marcy is sitting down at the end of the table by herself. The only person sitting next to her is a dog. Okay, who wants to sit by a dog for Thanksgiving? The slobbering? Who knows what might happen? It's a dog. Now, of course, a dog did feed everybody, did serve all the food, so that means everybody has dog germs. Yuck. Gross. Can you imagine the corgi serving dinner? <laughs> he'd be slobbering all over you. He'd be, he'd be eating it all. We wouldn't, get a, we wouldn't get a bite. So, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's just the fact that it was a budgetary thing. Uh, your mileage may vary. And also the fact they brought up that Franklin is sitting on like a patio chair and everybody else has proper chairs even though none of them match. You know, who knows? All the people who made that cartoon are dead, so we'll never know the true meaning of a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I think it's, you know, there's many horrible things to be offended by. And, of course, the most offensive thing is the wishbone. That's just, I I cringe. I cringe. And, let's you know, everybody's treatment of Charlie Brown is so negative. Peppermint Patty invites herself to Thanksgiving dinner and then gets mad when all they have is popcorn and toast. I love toast. Last night we had some really good toast, didn't we? No, it was too buttery. Too buttery. I mean, it was like popcorn butter on toast, which was kind of odd. It was a Dairy Queen. It was. It was like popcorn butter on toast. But it did remind me of Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. It got me in the mood to watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Um... We're almost there. We're almost at the in-laws. This has been the Thanksgiving crossfire. I I told you I would record a segment for today, specifically as we talked on your Thanksgiving day, which was way back in October. It was still warm here at the time, and now it's chilly. Winter is finally here. And, of course, Canada has Thanksgiving early. Why is that, Sarah? I don't know. 
because if they waited this long to have Thanksgiving, all the turkeys would be frozen solid. <laughs> so that's why Nat's getting cold here, so we're eating them just in time before they all freeze solid here too. I hope that uh, Thanksgiving here in America finds you well, MMD. I hope you have a fantastic uh, week. Hope you can celebrate in solidarity with us. Look, I can see where we're going to be putting our turkey out, our inflatable turkey. Oh, the fun is about to begin. Talk to you again very soon. He traded his guns for love, but he's caught in the crossfire. And he keeps waking up, but it's not to the sound of birds. The tyranny, the violent streets, the pride of all that we're blessed with. And we can't get enough, no. Heaven is you sent us down, so we could build a plague around. For the sinners, play your saints. You'd be so proud of what we made. I hope you got some better around. Cause you're the only refuge now. For every mother, every child, every brother, caught in the crossfire. He's caught in the crossfire And I'm here waking up To the sun and the sound of birds Society's anxiety The props of all that we're blessed with We just can't get enough, no Heaven if you sent us down So we could build a plague around For the sinners, for your saints You'd be so proud of what we made I hope you got some beds around Cause you're the only refuge now For every mother, every child Every brother, caught in the crossfire Justifies the wrong And I can't see from the backseat So I'm asking from above Can I trust what I'm given Even when it cuts So heaven if you sent us down So we can build a playground For the sinners to play your saints You'd be so proud of what we made I hope you got some beds around
for Thanksgiving check-in. It's the MMT. Or, sorry, Thanksgiving Crossfire. I don't want to steal the idea of uh, up in this brain that was stolen from me. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Anyways. The spirit of Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving blend, would of course be squandered or ruined or sullied had I gone with my first impetus to reject the idea. So here we are. By now, it's pretty much... Uh, pretty much. No, it is over. I'm pretty sure American Thanksgiving is over and done with. It is November the 24th. I hope everyone is well and continues to do well and the people that you love and you are uh, in your orbit continue to be well and all that good stuff. So, Thanksgiving Crossfire Blend. Thanksgiving, now, if you don't know, I am a Hindu. I'm not like a super religious Hindu. So, Thanksgiving, the whole meeting, uh, the, the pilgrims and the Indians, I mean, that has entirely different implications for uh, Indians because they wanted to get to India as opposed to North America and then they you know, did all sorts of terrible things. So, and then there's the history of colonialism and whatnot. But that's neither here nor there. What I was trying to get at was that Thanksgiving isn't like super like popular in my household. Um, we used to have turkeys a lot as when I was a child because we were much more um, focused on assimilating into the, the Canadian experience. Um, and, uh, my parents thought that, like, we would want Thanksgiving turkeys and stuff, and at that time I was a small child, so yeah, I did. But, like, we, we had, like, a smoked turkey phase, like I said in the, the last Thanksgiving blend file, and then we went to, like, an organic one. And then the, the family kind of splintered off after my grandmother died. Um, so, like big family get-togethers are generally just weddings and funerals. Weddings and funerals. And so Thanksgiving really doesn't have uh, 
a place in our family anymore. So no matter how much I want or love turkey, uh, doesn't always happen. And also, to be honest, my brother lives in Etobicoke now. My parents still live in Brampton. I pretty much live in Georgetown. My aunt has moved. She keeps continuously moving further and further out. Uh, first it was Aaron, and then now it's Guelph. Um, so who knows, she might end up in Cambridge at some point. So it's just not always simple and then getting everyone together is just like a pain in the butt. We do celebrate, however, um, like Indian Christmas, Diwali, Festival of Lights. Uh, that happens in November. So that is generally our big go-to holiday. Um, and our family puts a lot more focus on on D Diwali. Uh, although, even those traditions and celebrations have basically fallen away with the death of my nanny who was like the the religious person in the family, the keeper of the spiritualism. So, with that all being said, let's talk about Thanksgiving. What I think of like Thanksgiving and being thankful, I think of being thankful for friends and, and family and the people that, though we may not always say that we appreciate them, we, you know and they know in both your hearts that you mean like a lot to them and vice versa. I think about the foods and I think about all the things that I like. I like pumpkin pie, for example. I'm very into pumpkin pie. A good pumpkin pie. I'm very into like uh, bagan pie. Bagan. Bagan. There we go. Pie. Which I'll get more into in a bit. Uh, cranberry sauce is cool. Um, it also means that Swiss Chalet has that, you know, that Thanksgiving feast, which is like the downscaled version of, oh, don't let it hit you in the head, dog, of the Christmas feast with the chicken cranberry sauce. And in autumn, you get a pie. And then in December, you get chocolate. I mean, the pie is mediocre at best, but so is the lint chocolate. Uh, we live right beside the Lint warehouse, so it's easy to get Lint, Lindor. It doesn't mean much. Yeah. Especially if it's plain ones. But let's get into 
pecans or pecan. So, of all the Thanksgiving foods, this one has had the most impact on my life. Uh, pecans. When I was in grade nine, I was going to uh, the local high school, Turner Fenton, which is an amalgamation of two big schools. Um, it meant like the first time like we or I really saw the demographic shift of Brampton from predominantly white to predominantly brown and Indian people. We were like the, the first brown people in most of my classes as a child in Brampton in French immersion in English immersion and that used to lead to like ridiculous questions and bullying and whatnot but so this story is a little weird for me because the first time I had like an Indian teacher was Mr. Sidhu this dude is a straight up Sikh dude grade 9 math teacher he came in and he was trying to teach us uh, from the textbook uh, and this is the time when they had advanced and advanced in like college math or whatever so if you weren't doing advanced or university math you were doing this lower scaled college math and so he walked into the class and he's like Okay, today class, I'm going to teach you some math problems. If A is equal to pecan and B is equal to elephant, what is the relation? And of course, while I understood what he was saying, I had no idea what the relation was. I was pretty literal and was interpreting it like a math problem. And every single one of his explanations or examples of uh, algebraic formulas be like E is equal to elephant and B is equal to apple what is the relation I have no clue Mr. Sidhu and after an entire class of like I mean the entire course of grade 9 math I had completely failed out of it because I had no idea what was going on. Because I had no idea what the relation was to anything at that point. Uh, he would make mistakes and we would correct him and he'd be like, just making sure you're paying attention. Or he would give like uh, geometry, like angle questions and they wouldn't make sense, they wouldn't add up correctly. So as a result, I ended up having to retake that math. And I got put into like college math. And then from there, I was just learning about how to keep money and how to calculate compound interest. I mean, it is it was much more practical, but the 
the application and the clearly they'd given up on those people and it was kind of humiliating so that's what I think of when I think of pecans although they continue to be delicious to this day I think of Mr. Sidhu whenever I have a math problem as well I'm not sure if this has anything to do with Thanksgiving but I just wanted to tell you that for some reason. So, for the crossfire at the Brampton CA Center, reflecting on the past, looking forward to the future, it's the MD, and another one is in the can. Dump.